0: Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Sally Deo Gloria. or refresh your memory on who Bob Saget is. But Bob Saget was recently found. I believe it was Sunday. He was found unresponsive in his hotel room in Orlando, Florida, and he had done a comedy show the, first, the night before and uh, was unresponsive. His family couldn't get a hold of him, and uh, they found him deceased in his hotel room, unresponsive, and they said that security has him going in his room at 2.15 a.m. It's uh, a little late for me these days, but uh, I guess not for 65-year-old Danny Tanner. And uh, I've just let the cat out of the bag there. If you don't know who Bob Saget is, yes, we are talking about America's dad, Danny Tanner. It uh, He has passed away, and it is all over social media. It's probably all over your social media that America's dad is dead at age 65. And indeed, he did pass away on Sunday, was pronounced dead there in his hotel room. If you need to know who Danny Tanner is, just take a look here on your screen if you're watching. If you're not watching and just listening on your podcast app, uh, just trust me that this is Danny Tanner from Full House. And You may know Danny Tanner. I believe he may have been on Fuller House as well. That's something that I never got into. It was a little more raunchy than I would prefer, so we didn't watch that one. Uh, But um, Danny Tanner, Full House. Man, a lot of memories with Danny Tanner. The sweet, huggable, lovable guy on Full House, with uh, Michelle, Stephanie, DJ, um, Uncle Jesse, Joey, Kimmy Gibbler, Rebecca, um, Steve—I believe was the man. A lot of memories coming back that I memorize or remember these people's name when I think about it. Uh, but Danny Tanner was the—he clean freak, loved to hug, and loved to capture America's hearts by being one of the bravest, most coolest, awesome—maybe not coolest dads that maybe. That's not something we should think of when we think of Danny Tanner, but clean freak and uh, very lovable and huggable. Here's another picture, if you're watching, of Danny Tanner with some of the folks that were on this this series with him. Uh, that looks like his Wake Up San Francisco uh, mugshot there, if you know what I'm talking about. But also, uh, if you remember... America's Funniest Home Videos. It's interesting that my, me and my wife were actually watching America's Funniest Home Videos Sunday evening. and when toward the end of it. ABC News broke in with a news brief that said that actor Bob, actor and comedian Bob Saget has died at age 65. And there was really no details surrounding it, just unresponsive. No foul play or drugs were suspected in his passing. Uh, but he was unresponsive pronounced dead so they broke into America's Funniest Home Videos to tell us that the former host of America's Funniest Home Videos had passed away now uh what a lot of people don't realize is this is another picture of Bob Saget here he was a comedian and um when I found out about Bob Saget being a comedian and that he was not Danny Tanner in real life I remember it breaking my heart as a kid or as a teenager. I thought, man, surely Danny Tanner is not what people are saying they are. And sure enough, Danny Tanner is raunchy in real life. And again, Bob Saget's his real name, but, uh, Bob Saget is raunchy in real life. He had some real dirty jokes and they were just not fit for anyone really. And, uh, I, I remember when I found out that he was like that man, full house just didn't just wasn't the same for me and uh we're not here to talk about my childhood and my Danny Tanner Danny Tanner Bob Saget experiences but I do want to talk about something that when somebody like this dies a celebrity dies uh, of course Betty White just passed away as well and many people were really upset about her passing and 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 many people upset about Bob Saget's passing and uh I think what can happen though is that we can find ourselves mourning the death, especially as believers, from the wrong perspective. Now, let me tell you what I mean there is we can have a history of celebrities. We could have our favorite singers, uh, bands. We could have favorite writers. We could have favorite sitcom people, comedians, whatever the case may be. We could have favorite people in those different genres, and if they were to pass away like these two people have recently, then it could leave sort of an impact on us, even though we didn't know them personally. We did grow up with Bob Saget. We did grow up with Betty White. A lot of people grew up with Betty White. because She was nearly 100 years old. But there there could be memories tied to those people. So when they pass away, that could be a a time of mourning that death and that passing, which is okay, because the Bible tells us to mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep and all those things like that. So when a death happens, we should mourn that death. But I think we need to look at it from a different perspective as believers. Now, Bob Saget, I have memories tied to Bob Saget with not only Full House, but America's Funniest Home Videos. Man, those two things there were part of my childhood, a big part of my childhood. I think I've seen every Full House episode probably numerous amounts of times because it, it even still comes on today. Some, I believe, but uh, Bob Saget was every Friday night. And then when the reruns come on, they were every night. I, I just watched full house. So I have that in my mind. And when it came across it was like, oh man, Bob Saget's dead. And same way with Betty White. Now I didn't have a big, a big memory tied to her. I, I didn't watch the golden girls. I know she did some other things, but uh, my wife and I, uh, I guess the only memory we have of or I have of Betty White is uh, watching Golden Girls with my wife at night, uh, but I, I didn't have really those memories tied to Betty White like I did Bob Saget. But let me just get to the point that I want to make here on this episode. I don't want to get caught up in nostalgia and thinking about my childhood and and Bob Saget and Full House. But as Christians, we need to look at these deaths from a different perspective, as I've already mentioned. And we need to look at it through the lens of the Bible. So I've already told you that when I found out who Bob Saget was, it was kind of sad. It it kind of broke me up a little bit. Like, I can't believe Danny Tanner from Full House acts like this. And he is filthy jokes, raunchy, just nasty. And uh, he was addicted to drugs at some point if he wasn't already, you know, still addicted to drugs when he passed. Um, So it was a completely different life that he lived in real life than what we saw on the television And I think that we can we can take something from that even as believers. And I know these are actors and they're doing their thing. Right. But a lot of times we as believers will pretend to be somebody that we're really not until our true colors come out. Now, I'm not saying that you won't have moments where you sin, where you fall, you stumble and people see uh, see you in that moment of weakness. I'm not saying that. But when you live a continual lifestyle of somebody that you've portrayed differently, then that is cause for concern. Now, again, I realize it's acting, but it was devastating to me to find out Bob Saget was who he is in real life compared to who he was on Full House. So I wonder how many people would look at us if they really saw who we were outside the four walls of a church building or outside of our small groups or outside of our ministry settings. I wonder if people were to spend 24, 48, 72 hours with us, if they would start to see the real us, or are we the same people at those four wall churches and in our ministry settings and in our small groups that we are outside of them. So I I just think that we can think through that is what kind of life are you living outside of your local church context? Because that matters because people could be devastated to find out that you live a completely different life than they thought you lived or they see you live at church or whatever the case may be. So we as believers need to be very careful how we are walking, especially amongst outsiders, making good use of the time the Bible tells us. We need to be careful not to live in disguise in one place and then be who we really are in another, because true believers can't live like that. So if we are true believers, we need to walk the walk and talk the talk. But that's not necessarily what I'm here to talk about on this episode. I want to look at deaths of these people from a biblical lens and measure their life with the Bible, with the way that they've lived their life and the things that they've done, the things that they've said, unless there was a last breath or a last hour or 12th hour kind of repentance and faith, then their life would prove that they did not know Christ. I don't believe, again, unless there was something that happened behind closed doors something that happened recently. I can't say that they are non-believers and I can't say that they did make a profession of faith. Really, I can't wish somebody into heaven and I can't condemn anybody into hell. What I can do though, and what you can do is judge people by their fruits because people are going to judge you by your fruit and vice versa. So if we look at these two people from a biblical perspective, it would appear that both Betty White and Bob Saget were unbelievers, and I know that's going to ruffle some feathers with some people. You know, Betty White was, you don't mess with Betty White. She's 99 years old. We're trying to get her to 100, blah, blah, blah. She's like the whatever the case may be. But if Betty White died in her sin, guess what? She's in hell. If Bob Saget died in his sin, he's in hell, and there's no way... Around That is the truth of God's word. So we can look at their life and measure it to the scripture and see that these two people did not live a life worthy to be called Christians. They did not live a life that would give God glory in all things. They did not live a life that looked like it even cared about the things of God, his church, or even his word. It looks like they were in complete rebellion against God. We can look at Romans chapter one. And again, I'm going to just hit a couple of verses that I've talked about at length at times on the podcast. and, And that's okay because I think we see this playing out right in front of us. And in the way that these two people have lived their lives and the way we need to look at their deaths and the way we need to mourn. And I'm going to get there here in just a second. But let me read to you Romans chapter one, starting in verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men whom by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. So Betty and Betty White and Bob Saget are without excuse when it comes to knowing that there is a true God, a God of the Bible, a God of this universe. They have suppressed the truth in their unrighteousness. I did a an episode on post truth culture and the post modern world we lived in, and I did a story uh, or an episode about this transgender man dressing up like a woman in a church setting, we didn't see these two people do anything like this, but their unrighteousness still suppressed the truth of God. And when they died, they died unbelievers. And we mourn that, right? We mourn their death. And this is what I think we should be doing. We should be mourning their death in a different way, not because a part of our childhood is gone, not because some celebrity has, again has, has passed away, not because Betty White didn't make it to a hundred. Uh, but for this very reason right here, Hebrews nine twenty seven says, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, let's stop right there. It is appointed for man to die once everybody that ever sees the light of day on this side of eternity will die. Everyone is going to die. There is no way around it. There's no way to stop it. Everybody is going to die. And listen to this, Romans 3.23. I'm going to tell you some basic scriptures here and some principles that you can take away. For all, again, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I fall short of the glory of God, just like Bob Saget and Betty White did. I do not measure up to the standard of God's word, to his law. I I fall and fail. If The Bible says if we break one law, we've broken them all, all 613 laws. The, the standard of righteousness is God's law, and we do not measure up to it. I don't, you don't, Betty White didn't, and Bob Saget did not measure up to God's law. And uh, we did not bring him glory because we cannot do that perf- perfectly like Jesus could. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. Remember, it is appointed for man to die once, Hebrews 9, 27. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. So because every man sinned, every man, woman, boy, or girl, every person that sees the light of day on this side of eternity sins, that one sin from the the time they're selfish when they're youngsters to the time they lie when they're babies to, uh, and you know children can lie very easily and quickly. That is a sin, even if you don't want to look at your little child and say, oh, little little Johnny wouldn't sin. Yes, the little Johnny would. As a matter of fact, Vody balkum calls them vipers in a diaper. So uh, these children do sin because lying is a sin, and they've already broken all of God's law. Therefore, they will die as well. It could be years and years and years from now. And that's what we hope for. And it could be whenever God has ordained them to die. But every man, woman, boy, or girl will die. Their number will be called. Betty White's was 99 years old. Bob Saget's was 65 years old. Both of them together, never to me that I was able to see lived a righteous life that brought honor and glory to God. It was a dishonorable life. It was a sinful life. And yes, they may be likable people. That doesn't mean that likable people are going to heaven. Likable people go to hell every single day. So we get back into Hebrews chapter nine. And if we were to look at Hebrews chapter nine, that's the first part. Because of the wages of sin, it is appointed for man to die once. Now, here's where we need to be as believers mourning their death. Verse 27 again, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, here's the second part, and after that comes judgment. After that comes judgment. What have you done with Christ, Betty White? What have you done with Christ, Bob Saget? And they will hear one of two or have already heard one of two things, and the second one is the one that I am persuaded that they have heard. They have either heard, well done, my good and faithful servant, or they have heard, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. And it is then they will be ushered out of the presence of God, out of not, this, not the presence of God, let me, let me back up, away from the glory of God. They could never be saved. They were cast into hell where Christ will dish out, hell, dish out the wrath of God on them for all of eternity. So they have stood in the judgment and they have heard, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, as far as I'm persuaded, because I've never seen or heard them repent and believe the gospel. I've never heard them or seen them live a God honoring life. I've never heard them uh, change the way they were from their worldly perspective and their worldly behaviors and give that all to God and and glory and honor to him and exaltation of Christ. And for the edification of the saints, I've never seen that I've never heard that. So we mourn their death, but we really should mourn it because two sinners have died in their sin and gone to hell. That's what we should mourn. We shouldn't be lifting them up on a pedestal on social media and telling them to rest in peace. The truth is they're not resting in peace. And I know that somebody out there is going to say, well, how can you say that again? As far as I'm persuaded, the fruit that I was able to discern, I do not believe they were Christians. They could have been final hour Christians like the thief on the cross. Again, that could have very well happened. But as I see it right now, I believe that they are in hell. They've been ushered away from the glory of God, and they're receiving a just punishment for their unbelief. So another thing that we Christians must understand is while we mourn, these losses. We mourn them. We mourn them because they stood in judgment. They stood there and now they are receiving the just punishment. But another thing that we under that we need to understand as Christians is that we don't need to be giving in to their work and going and running, watching Bob Saget's comedy specials. We don't need to be getting into the dirty jokes. As a matter of fact, um, I can't remember her real name, something Wooten, I believe, Uh, She played Stephanie Tanner in Full House. I recently read where she put out this long thing, I guess, on Instagram or Twitter or something. And she said that she's going to make sure she tells a dirty joke at his funeral. So um, while we are mourning the death of uh, a a legendary childhood sitcom dad, uh, these same people are talking about telling dirty jokes at his funeral. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not one way that I want to be honored. I want to be honored. Actually, I don't want to be honored at my funeral. I want Christ to be honored because it is only because of Christ that there was anything good in me whatsoever. So I want Christ to be honored. And if anybody says anything about me and who I am, may they say he loved God. He gave God glory the best he could. He exalted Christ the best he could. When he sinned, he sought forgiveness. He sought to make it right. And this man loved Jesus, loved his family and loved his church. I hope that's what they say about me. I hope nobody stands up and says dirty jokes because I'm guilty of telling dirty jokes somewhere. I'm not, but that's not how I want to be labeled, right? I don't want somebody to get up and tell dirty jokes because that's who I am away from the church or uh, whenever I'm around other people. That's not who I want to be. So we see this sinfulness just continue to play out, especially on Bob Saget's side. And um, I just I mourn for the family. I pray that God would send people to preach the gospel to them. I know I think he's got three older daughters, a, a wife, and I I pray that that somehow, some way, God would send people to preach the gospel that they would repent of their sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ before they too have to stand in the judgment. But we as believers need to stop lifting them up and start mourning their death because they have stood in the judgment, and as far as we can tell, they are in hell so that should push us to do a few things that should push us to continue in our own life to think about what what we're doing where we're missing the mark what are we holding on to that we need to get rid of are we dressing up and being somebody we're not around certain people and then living a life of disobedience and ungodliness away from the church setting Uh, are there things that we need to get rid of in our life as far as sin do we need to mortify more sin and our do we need to mortify our flesh to kill it So it's not killing us and it's not giving us some false sense of hope. Um, It should encourage us and push us to not treat everybody as some sort of hero that does great things and then they tragically die or, or, or just somehow lose their life. And then we mourn that we we need to be praying that if we have TV icons, music icons, if we have people that we know and love, we should be praying that God would save them before they die. We don't. We shouldn't want to see some people that we grew up seeing and knowing, and and see their death, and then come across and say rest in peace when they lived a the life of debauchery and they're living uh, right now in eternity in hell. Uh, that is not a way that we want to see anybody leave this earth. So we should be praying that God would save those that He is going to save. Uh, my theological stance is that He would save His elect. And that he would save all of those that would one day repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that he would use people like you and I to go into the world and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the Bible does teach us how can they believe without hearing and how can they hear unless somebody preaches so. We need to let things like this drive us to evangelism because we know people just in our surrounding area, in our families, people here in our neighborhoods that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, that need to be saved. We don't need to be aligning ourselves with celebrities and, and, um, Musicians and things, people like that, and athletes. We need to be aligning ourselves with Christ, His Word, His church, and stop lifting these people up, saying, Rest in peace, but start telling people the truth on these platforms when it comes to these people and say, They are in hell more than likely. And I pray that this is not where you end up. And I pray that people would preach the gospel instead of mourning their death, but they would mourn because they were not believers. And we would see people boldly and passionately preaching the gospel because the gospel matters. I am saddened to see Betty White and Bob Saget lose their lives and pass on away from this earth, but I'm even more saddened that they died in their sin and are more than likely in hell this evening as we speak. I don't want that to be any of you listeners. I pray that you would repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to believe that he came to this earth, that he lived a perfect life, perfectly perfectly fulfilling the law of God, being a sinless person that we couldn't be, that he died the death that we deserved in our place. He was the substitute. He died on that cross humbly and willingly. And he was buried. Three days later, he arose again. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he is coming back one day to judge the living and the dead. And I pray that you would repent to confess your sin, to turn from that sin and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to to make him the Lord of your life, to believe that he is the son of God and that you would live your life in obedience to him as you read his word and carry out his word in obedience to him and evangelize the lost. That is so important. May we not see another person come across our Facebook feeds that we know personally that we didn't share the gospel with when they die? I pray that all of us that are listening would get out of our comfort zones, would get out of our four wall churches, and we would get out there and proclaim the gospel to a lost and dying world. Stop lifting up people that leave and start mourning their sin, mourning the fact that they're in hell. And if they somebody dies that you know is in heaven, rejoice and give God glory, not for anything that they've done, but for what God has done through them by calling them and saving them unto himself. So I know this may have been a tough episode for some. Uh, That's okay. Not uh, going to shrink back from some of these tough things. But if you have any thoughts, any comments, concerns, snarky rebukes, as I've often heard it said, please leave a message, leave a Facebook message, a, a comment in the YouTube section uh, on YouTube in the comment section. I should say um, you can send an email doctrine matters podcast at gmail.com all lowercase no spaces doctrine matters at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear if uh, you think I'm right. If you think I'm wrong, if you have anything that you would add to that, but stop lifting people up as some sort of trophy and start mourning their death, if they died an unbeliever. I believe that with Betty White and Bob Saget. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. May we not be people that let these people in our lives go by without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next time, thank you for listening, and God bless.